0: I think to and I think in our society as well, we sometimes make things a little bit more complex, a little bit more theoretical, um, because action what we're actually supposed to do is just action it. It's not that complex, but if it's theoretical, we can talk about it. We can talk about how we can, whatever, reach the people on the street and how we long for that and all of that, but it stays theoretical, it stays safe. Um, and we don't really action on it. So with that, I want us to read um, the parable of, well, they call it the parable of the Good Samaritan. My voice isn't that great, so I'm going to ask someone with a better voice to read it for us. Who's that? Can You You can read English, (laughs) eh? a joke, obviously, he's very smart but maybe and can you take out your phone and follow it's going to be a little bit informal I'll maybe ask different people to read pieces, so be ready uh, sorry, so it's, it's Luke 10 um, uh, verse 25, sorry it was not a quiz um, so Luke 10 from verse 25 37
1: 25 to uh, 25 to 37 Okay the parable of the good samaritan and behold a lawyer stood up to put him to the test saying teacher what shall i do to inherit in eternal life he said to him what is written in the law how do you read it and he answered and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed leaving him half dead now by chance a priest was going down that road and when he saw him he passed by on the other side so likewise a Levite is yeah. it <laughs> when he came to the place and saw him passed by on the other side but a Samaritan I will repay when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I
0: thank you for your word. Thank you, Jesus, just for how you laid it out for us. And yeah, we thank you, just that we can just follow in that, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would just, yeah, just open it up as we go through in Jesus' name. Amen. So, thanks for that, Harriet. It was great. Um, so, yeah, just as we unpack it, and these are one of those parables that, um, like the prodigal son one that Matthew preached on it it actually you can also see it's a clear parable <laughs> believers and non-believers alike it speaks to everyone and everyone almost would understand it if we, I'm gonna go through it and the first part speaks about a lawyer you know and Gary is it the right direction you're studying in because <laughs> look what lawyers <laughs> do eh? he, he, um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but So the lawyer stood up So first everyone was sitting around there And he Drew, drew prominence to himself By standing up and challenging Jesus And saying um, It says and he faced him saying Teacher what shall I do To inherit um, eternal life And maybe He was thinking is Jesus going to give A bit of a new age answer There that he can Um, um that he can be accused of And Jesus replied and said What is written in the law How do you read it And then um, the lawyer recited um, Part of I think it's a Torah as well um, in Deuteronomy um, Just saying love the Lord your God With all your heart, your soul, and your strength And with all your mind And your neighbor as yourself And Jesus gave him a thumbs up And said yes that's correct Go and do it but the guy didn't stand up to just ask a question. He wanted to test Jesus and justify himself. And then he said, okay, so who is, who is my neighbor? And maybe just at that point, we realized we could almost stop there and say, that's what we should be doing. You know, Jesus said, do that and you shall live. It's, it's sometimes not that complex or complicated, um it's it's simple but hard in a way or it's it's simple but it's costly (coughs) for us to actually apply it and do it we know in the back of our minds this is going to cost us so we kind of like but is there any exclusions or or how does it work um but we know that inherently somewhere it's going to cost us and we're going to need to lay down our lives um and we realized through this that you know Jesus wasn't teaching rocket science turn to your neighbor and tell them Jesus wasn't teaching rocket
1: science you a doctor <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sabrant is very smart but for people like me, it's for normal people. You're a normal person, but what I mean is he wasn't, he, he, Jesus wasn't trying to bring something new that only the, the smart um, could do. Matthew 11, Jesus actually prays and he thanks God that you haven't revealed this to the wise and understanding but to little children. And We have to realize for most, many of us we're quite smart. We We studied for many many of us had the opportunity to study. We're probably in the top 5% in the world in terms of a lot of things We're that wise and understanding that Jesus Thank God for That he hasn't just revealed it by intellect. We don't we don't qualify for this just because we are smart and because we have things figured out Actually, it's a downfall for us We're actually excluded because of that We should actually be repenting of our wise and understanding Just because we draw our intellectual knowledge Which is nothing wrong with To our walk with Jesus And we go like I mean, I can build amazing stuff Jesus, you should be happy you have me on your team Type of thing And we come in with pride But then (laughs) We, we are intimidated by just doing acts of love. We can run efficient schedules, but we're intimidated by the idea of going out to someone and loving them. And, yeah, that's something that should humble us and that should draw us to Jesus and realize with all of our intellect, our wisdom and ways of doing things, the basic things, we still fall short. Because, I mean, if... I asked if anyone, all of us, obviously we know love is important. It's like obvious. It's obvious, but still, it's not something we practice or have habitually um, implemented in our lives. But if we get back to the parable, um, Jesus was telling this to a, a Jewish crowd. Okay, so first he, he, he gave a priest and the Levite. Now the Levite sorry, the priest is obviously the one who studies the Torah, knows it in and out, and leads the people of God in a way in how to follow it. And we see, I mean he was if if we had anyone that was supposedly qualified for the job of walking in love, it would have been him because he could he could give us a, a ten times better teaching about the love of God he could tell us where it first happened in the Bible um, and he was I mean he had probably had some type of disciplines that he followed um, he laid down his life um, for following God so all over structures he was almost a qualified person we would expect to do this but still he just walked past um, why did he just walk past we see that with the Levite as well so the Levites Matthew can correct me um, But that's a tribe Sorry I know that um, That's good the, the tribe um, And out of that the priest come But not all the Levites are, are priests um, But so that's someone that worked in the temple as well So okay So the priest didn't do it But at least maybe he was super busy But at least the Levite would be someone that Also knows all those things He's also in an environment Where they focus on serving God So he would probably do it right But he also just walked past And I mean They were probably focusing on Maybe they were going to some kind of Conference somewhere They were preparing for a church service Or a temple service of sorts somewhere I mean They were focused They had to Do things efficiently for God, obviously right? Mm -hmm. Um, We see even with that focus They still missed it Um, They knew the law, but they didn't practice it And we see that they were very theoretical Um, The Bible in that verse, it says And by chance um, the priest came past And that just speaks about they were probably traveling this quite often, but it was kind of like habitual for them not to stop and love. To, it wasn't a habit for them to practice love. They, it was a habit to, to f- understand the theory behind it, but it wasn't something they were really doing. Um, and then we, and maybe just there, if we just draw that to ourselves, we would sometimes, I think, Um, discount ourselves because we think we want to go for the big stuff, you know we want to do miracles which is great we want to pray for people and things needs to happen and we want to highlight real spiritual life and without just we want God to use us and flow through us and sometimes I wonder if that's not because of our own insecurities, because we want to feel used by God, so we want the big things to happen through us, but we don't necessarily want to bow down and just love people in basic ways around us. If you think of the people at your work, um, may, they may not, maybe not lying on the floor or something, but um, we all know how broken the world is around us. People struggling because they. Do not know the truth of Jesus And haven't been set free in a lot of ways And sometimes they are those people That cry out And we can miss those opportunities Just like the Levites because we had to rush to worship this morning And we have a busy week And when we get to work I just want to get work done So that I can do other things Because I don't really like my work And, and in that place We tend to miss then The the injured person or whoever we could have actually loved. We read in one Corinthians one verse three. Maybe it's such a good piece I'm gonna ask someone to read it. Maybe elder. Or anyone else. Um, a little bit quick on you. 13 verse one Corinthians. Thirteen to three. Again nothing. Thanks, Matt. So we see there almost this warning that we can do all these things that's really good things to do and that we should be pursuing and doing as as part of our lives. But if we do all those things but we do not have love, it's all discounted. It adds for nothing. Our buckets aren't filled with love. It's filled with with other things and our, our motivations might not be love in the first place. And almost want to encourage us in this sense to I mean I love disciplines and I think it's super important um, spiritual disciplines but that alone does not mean I'm loving those around me. There's a component of it of of loving God but just in, in that sense that we shouldn't Discount ourselves in loving people. And what I mean with that is sometimes we can be so focused on where we fall short in those areas That we just miss the opportunity to love those around us in simple, sometimes basic ways Um, We're thinking of Only where are we going to get an opportunity to pray for someone at work and that's great But sometimes then we miss or that's the case with me I miss the opportunities just to love people because there's not a spiritual opportunity happening somewhere during the day and then I think, okay, maybe tomorrow, well, maybe there were five lesser opportunities, but that was actually quite significant Um, So just the thing of that we don't over it and don't almost seek perfection in our own spiritual lives at the cost of not loving others yes. just like the Levites, they were seeking perfection that's, it, it's not, I don't think they, if you sat them down they would have said I despise okay they might have been affected by touching someone and then they would have been made unholy and all of that but I think they would just focus on other things and not on, on loving um, the people um, around them at that stage And just the Samaritan, if we focus on him I mean, when Jesus was telling this parable His Jewish crowd would have expected Okay, it's not the priest, it's not the Levite, so you're going to say a, a Jewish layman Um, And then he said a Samaritan Um, and that the the crowd would have almost gasped at the um, idea of a Samaritan coming to be the the saviour in that sense. And it just speaks to also to the fact that we should love across our own boxes, boundaries, races, religions, all those things. there's not a specific group of people, and I know we think that's obvious, but not only, I don't only really mean like race and things, but whether it's, we had a, I had a discussion with this person, they didn't agree with me on that, so they're kind of like excluded from my love box now, um, or, or whatever, whatever we use to distinguish, we see that the Samaritan is almost that extreme um, the least possible candidate, the most unlikely candidate to almost have have done that. And that just fits into us probably being that unlikely candidates. There's probably better people Jesus can send over with people around you's paths to go, go love him, right? Um, I mean more equipped, more whatever, but you're that unlikely Samaritan. Um, and you are in that place of Then going to love And it's like we saw with the Samaritan I mean he gave two Norris. That's not actually that much um, Money wise but for him maybe it was A lot so it wasn't, it wasn't Because he was a rich person Because out of his riches He, he paid for the guy to stay there um, And it's interesting how Just side now Some of the commentaries Speak of a Samaritan um, Of Almost being like a Jesus. He, he came and brought the guy, he went away and coming back, and now Jesus was in a way also, and he was also not accepted by the Jews, but his packaging wasn't the one they expected. That's just a, a side note. But just for us to, to love in small steps, I love this one author speaks about love three minutes at a time, for three minutes at a time. Don't think, how am I going to go from a to Z to a verse. Just how you love a person in front of you Just for that three minutes Stay present, don't hook on your phone Engage them, ask about them Don't expect now I, I don't see a, a big spiritual opportunity Here directly Just three minutes at a time You never know how that might unfold And To to, to start ending off We see Jesus being at the end of that parable Just saying Basically that it's not who is your neighbor, but how neighborly are you? If we we read that um, part at the the end, he said to, what does it say? Let me just read that specifically. Um, So, which of these three do you think proved to be the neighbor to the man? So, the lawyer asked who is my neighbor? Jesus said who proved to be um, a neighbor And just that fact We shouldn't be looking almost for those opportunities We should just be love. We should become loved it's, um, it's a, It should be an outflow of who we are As we, we seek Jesus from the love we get from him It's just an outflow It's, it's not like we're seeking for candidates to love It's just something we do We, we just need to be neighborly and interesting, the lawyer, so disgusted by, by Bill, the idea a Samaritan, he couldn't say when Jesus asked him, again this is maybe more a side note, but he, he couldn't, um, when Jesus asked him who was the neighbor, he couldn't get it over his mouth to say the Samaritan, because they had so much disgust. He rather just said, the one who showed him mercy. Um, yeah, I don't tie something specifically to that, it's just cool. And then Jesus ventures to go again saying, okay, you go and do likewise. And that's what I want to encourage us with today. Um, don't look at your spiritual CV and think, are you equipped? Is it even within your range of things to plan this week to go love those around us? Think, uh, I struggle with that person, so but I'm good at my work, so I'm just going to go and get out my deliverables type of thing. Be neighborly to those around you. Attempt it. Why not just attempt it? What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to fail, and tomorrow you can try again. And it's something, it should almost become a habitual. Not that it's dead works, but just out of a place of um, discipleship following Jesus, we continually put our hearts on that and and seek that. And I mean, practically, what I think displays love, um, it's just a fruit of the spirit. Um, Galatians 5 verse 22. Um, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Just if you think of your day and your week, just think how are you gonna relate to that person? What are you gonna what's gonna be the best uh, tool? <laughs> I can put it that way to approach this maybe some patience, maybe love this one, maybe joy just think about that um, in terms of applying that to your your day to day Um, and with that I want us to just end off and we're going to let, don't worry we're going to use communion I don't know if you tried to remind me but we're going to do that but first I would just want us to, so what is the next step for, for us who are wise and understanding and are at great risk of just not getting what Jesus is saying, uh, theoretically loving what he is saying, but when it comes to actions not living it out, what should we be doing? And I think it's just realizing and repenting of the fact that we maybe know a lot, but we don't love a lot how do we move from being a people that knows a lot to a people that loves a lot, we don't know we don't need to know that much and I'm not saying don't read your Bible or don't um, I'm just saying we sometimes value more knowing things knowing about things rather than actually doing it and Jesus said, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And that knowing is not just a theoretical, okay, I can recall it in a discussion about loving people. It's actually walking in it. I think if you're a, I mean, I'm a, I, I went the psycho route for those in, in whatever. You, you studied for four years, and then you come into the workplace. Who of you immediately hit it off and just. You were amazing in terms of just getting everything the first time off um, Not many And that's because we have a lot of theoretical knowledge But that doesn't make us good at our works even And the same is with this We can know a lot about what Jesus said And all of that But if we don't walk in it If you had an experience CV What would your experience almost be? Not to, to go too deep into that But just the ideal as we you'll probably fail the first few times but that's okay after a while as you trust God as you as you partner with the Holy Spirit that's going to become more habitual a for you so I just want us in closing just to if if you feel that you can relate with you know a lot you know more than what you practice would want to for us just to acknowledge that and we don't have to come to the front, but maybe we can just pray together about that two by two and just share for a minute or two where, where are you with that and just if it's just a case of I acknowledge that I know a lot but I don't practice a lot do that and that's a start I mean, the kingdom of heaven is like a small mustard seed, start small but then becomes a big tree later on and it's just for us to Put up trust. Realize that yes, we're we're maybe most wide in understanding what Jesus spoke of, but we're at risk of not inheriting. Yeah, yeah. We can miss a lot out even though we have access to a lot. So let's do a Just maybe two by two. Just pray together. Um, share a bit. Just what what do you feel God like for you in this? And then let's just pray together. And then. Maybe just uh, to, to keep it fun, um, how does your next week look, take a stab at your next week, now how are you going to apply this, um, think a little bit about, about that, share and then, then pray and after that we'll just, we're going to do communion as well, so it's about three minutes for that. Okay. And just how you, you died for us on the cross, so that we could be sanctified, so that we could be made whole and made children of the most high We thank you, this Lord Jesus, and just as we partake of this, this uh, juice and, and bread, just as a, a sign of what you did for us, we thank you, this Lord Jesus, Jesus' name. Thanks everyone and yeah, I want to encourage you this week to go and be that unlikely Samaritan and just love the people around you. I see here the children's church are trying to blow blow show far, so it's also (laughs) a sign for us to to go into the world. (laughs) Amen. Thanks everyone. I think there's still coffee and everything at the back, so join us for for that. uh, Okay. Thank you much.